Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. Carpe Diem sees the day. He is on the platform at 7.05, ready for the 7.10. He gets a seat on the train and gets ready for the journey. Daily paper, freebie paper and laptop all ready. The freebie first with a summary of the news. Lots of celeb news or just gossip about them, all in sensational headlines. His eye catches the headlines of a neighbour's red-top paper. The editor had insisted that the sub-editor jazz it up, make it up. He feels more at home with the Guardian. Now he's ready for a proper workout. Sport first, then the news and analysis, and a firm favourite is an in-depth article called The Long Read. He checks on the news of the villa and glances at the baggies and the brewers, noting their league position. Then to the magazine sections with articles about property. A good analysis of the role of the bank of mum and dad. Above all, the sense that this is a good time to move house. Some articles are about escaping to the country, thereby living the good life. No more commuting is implied, if only. The train whizzes past housing estates, towns, industrial estates, motorways already full at 7.30. The BBC C calls it sheer weight of traffic. The music in his ear is his recording of last night's session, last night's fun, recording tunes that he wants to learn. He isn't convinced about some of the language in Escape to the Country. Escape sounds like an escape from poverty, hunger, war, persecution. Maybe it's as simple as leaving this commute and moving. The commute is efficient, functional, but tiring, expensive and time-wasting. Harry could instead be learning new tunes. Near Milton Keynes now, and he turns to the papers on the laptop, Irish newspapers. One article is about an appeal from a North Leitrim school struggling to survive, looking for families to relocate. They emphasise how your euro goes further there, where the houses are cheaper, to round off this ad about rural life, they play a clip of local musicians. Here, near Milton Keynes, he knows the faces and he plays the same tunes as them. Oh, it'd be easy to settle in among them. Maybe if the ad just looked for trad musicians wanting to relocate, they might fill the area. Paper review over. He tidies away as they reach London landmarks like the Roundhouse, soon to arrive at Euston. He braces himself as he begins an exercise of military precision. He marches from the platform through the station concourse to the tube platform and to the office. Check time. Good time. On time. Return journey on the 510 train back to the Midlands by 7. Miss that train and his precise schedule is delayed, worried that he might miss the session if too late. Home, back to the Midlands, 
and the telly is on. Again, a property programme. This is more precise, trying to balance staying in the current house or moving somewhere new. A couch dinner and this magazine programme induces pretty uncritical watching. But there's more to this than entertainment. There's a hint, a nudge to move. But the glaringly obvious is now almost heresy and can't be said, which is to say out loud to leave the house alone. No walls need to be knocked down, no extensions needed. But the programme makers give helpful advice, pricing the move and costing the improvements in your current home to persuade you to stay. There, another mortgage sorted, easy. Session, home, sleep, easy to sleep after a good session. Morning alarm, ablutions and then off to the station. Again, clockwork, same carriage, same papers, laptop, Euston and then the city. The passenger beside him on the train had her laptop open at overseas properties, Spain and Portugal. This is escape to the sun. A different life, maybe early retirement by the sea. Some have business plans for the Costa. Now he gets it. An attractive alternative to this commute. Another day, another dollar. London busy, always busy. Many are relieved to know that the pound is doing well. Journey home and mainly just listening to the headphones of barn dances, flings and reels. The decision to have more and more of this, of these tunes, is clearer in his mind now. He remembers how a London fiddle player put the question to him about his idea of moving to Leitrim. And he just said, why wouldn't you? And then adding for emphasis, what's stopping you? And the most persuasive might be the ad, ah, just do it. Home to the Midlands and he searches the Sligo Leitrim properties on daft.ie. There are plenty or at least enough in the right price and the right place. And he looks carefully at houses near Drumahair in Gretna Farna, Tully Cooley, Tullinuscrina, Lugnishkeehan. He makes a list of must-haves. It has to be affordable, a doer-up. Yeah, this is a new TV house programme word. He completes the lexicon. With so many properties ticking the criteria boxes, he is now encouraged and, and begins to visualise maybe living there. He firmly rejects some of the TV language. He isn't concerned if the rooms have flow or flow from one into the other. And as for connectivity, well, surely a door will do. He was very sceptical when the TV house-moving presenter referred to decking at the end of a garden as a destination. Oh, clearly, words mean what I want them to mean. He is indifferent to palatial rooms, although wishes those who have them all the look. He's clear, move to be nearer the music. Music sessionista friends are there already and they volunteer to look out for a house for him. They have the local knowledge, probably knowing about a likely house for sale before the estate agent, 
or, or very soon after the estate agent is aware. Meanwhile, his home in the Midlands has to be readied for the market. It needs a facelift to ensure that vital non-negotiable curb appeal. Once done, he invites the agents to value and prepare to sell. All assure him that this is a seller's market and without further ado, it's for sale. Now the pull is more intense. And for the practicalities, can he afford it? Well, he does the maths. On the one hand, no London salary, but offset that with no mortgage, no expensive train tickets and no need for a second car. And the price differential between selling and buying will tide him over until the business gets going. The Mad for a Tune Brigade are on the lookout for a house. Maybe with land, that'd be a bonus. It feels the move to the country to townlands is imminent. The new hoped-for location is where tunes are named, played and handed on. He'll be following others who have left London and the Midlands for the music. Beer badminton and biryani on Fridays after work was a firm fixture with his school and college friends. Meet first to play badminton, followed by biryani, and round it off with a few beers. As they get older, the badminton is sometimes, no, often dropped, and they meet for biryani instead. After the beers, they agree to meet the following morning at Fradley Junction and walk the canal towpath to Alruas. They can walk, talk and relax. It's almost the country. Plenty of barges, working boat, look-alikes, but now leisure craft. And signwriters have skillfully named each barge. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie? Doro, make friends with innovation. There is a getaway theme in the names, Carpe Diem, Seize the Day, on more than one. Some are called Chirnanog, oft the land of forever young. The boat called the Singing Kettle suggests an earlier age of dalliance over chat and tea. But the barge whose name has a permanent pertinence blasts itself as it's later than you think. And moored beside it is Festina Lente, hasten slowly. The model of escape is quite clear. And yet, surprisingly, the canal itself is a busy thoroughfare. Boats so close together it might be terraced housing, some indeed with their own gardens. His friends are delighted to hear of his plans, leave the London commute, sell and move to Sligo, and everyone else chips in that they wish that they were that brave. All resolve to visit, and they all assure him of a welcome and a bed for him on his return visits. They all know of his love for trad music and they've been to some of his sessions, often into the early hours. They know his routine of Mondays in Digbeth, Tuesdays in the Coopers and so on. 
they expect his diary will be even more full of sessions in Sligo. Negotiations are well advanced of selling his house in the Midlands and real progress also on buying near Tubbercurry, a house with land. Naturally, his friends tease him that he's going to become a gentleman farmer. He shows them pictures. All agree this is rural. Images online confirm that this is very rural. He has been playing in the Midlands trad scene for more than 20 years, often learning tunes from West of Ireland musicians living in Birmingham. He sat in, listened, practised, joined in until he mastered the tunes and the style, the swing, the lift, the rhythm. Time after time, provenance would be acknowledged thus. Oh, that's from the playing of Killorden, or a favourite of Lado Byrne, or I got this tune from the playing of such-and-such such Sligo tunesmith. This is to be the destination, home to the Sligo tunes. He's assured of a welcome, as he can join in tune after tune. Beyond this, though, he has prepared thoroughly. He has retrained as an instrument maker, a flute and whistle maker and repairer. Been training for years. Everyone in the know, everyone who plays, agrees that there is a demand for these skills. They're highly valued. After a 10-year apprenticeship, his flutes are highly regarded. The Fla Andrada was in full swing. A few were invited to a session in Mornington. Off they went, through Bettystown, Laytown, Gormanston. Finally, to a small pub in Mornington. Later, much later, the session is in full throat. He's playing different flutes he has recently made, and one of the fla flute tutors is very impressed. I instruments are judged. A poorly made flute can be harshly judged for spoiling a session. Ah, should have been left as a bicycle pump, or only good for stirred potatoes. The tutor notes how light the flute it is, how easy to play. Oh, it's lovely, sweet tone. Ideally, he thinks for students, and there and then he orders some. Ah, this allayed any nagging doubts and understandable apprehension about setting up his business. Even before arriving, it seemed he was already in business. And then the word got out that he was needed back at home in Sligo. Flute maker needed in Sligo. Now, Birmingham has a reputation as a city of thousand trades. Jewellery workers, metal bashing, sock inspector, umbrella repairer, best boy, key grip, bookies runner and hundreds more. And all he needed was one skill, one trade that was going to be useful there. And he was keenly aware of the demand for good quality instruments and reliable repairs. His retraining was over and he was ready to launch as a flute maker in Sligo. And what a joy he felt. What an accomplishment to hear and see his instruments being played. Beyond this, he was so happy and content making the flutes that he was convinced by the expression, find a job you love and you'll never have to work another day again. Flas and summer school's over, back to the Midlands, resigns from the job of the city, cancels season ticket, sells house, buys in Sligo and moves. 
he skipped all the TV house sellers' advice about a new kitchen and a bathroom. The, the house just sold. The new house would land? No doubt about it. He's in the country. Charlet cattle grazing in the neighbouring field. Smell of silage is in the air, mixed with meadowsweet and cow parsley. Forestry planted nearby. Narrow road leading to a very narrow bridge. The council are repairing the bridge. Canawan, abundant nearby, bog cotton, suggesting bogland. The house comes with two outhouses, and one is to be his workshop. A workshop that soon doubles up as a session venue. A club is quickly formed of flutes, fiddle and box players. At these workshop sessions he's given new, well, they're old tunes, to learn. New for him, but well-known old tunes. And what townland nearby they are associated with, and the musician who popularised them. He begins to associate Michael Preston's reel with Lissanani and Sergeant Airdley's reel with Bonanadden. This reminds him of a concert in Keol Castle in Birmingham. The legendary Joe Burke had this story. His first Cayley band was the Leitrim Cayley band, called after a local East Galway townland. It was, he said, ten more years before he heard of the county Leitrim. Oh dear. Damien has arrived and brought the bug for the tunes with him. Land, soon vegetables, they sell at the weekly Tuppercurry market. Home and back to the workshop. Music from Radio Nagelthukta and lots of CDs, a constant companionship. Surrounded by reels, slides, barn dances in the land of a thousand tunes. Orders to make and mend keep coming. Soon there's a waiting list. Many respond to his Facebook page, which has well-known musicians playing his flutes and complimenting them. Easy now to sell the idea. Buy a Thompson flute. Some time has to be spent on the doer-upper project. He goes to Sligo for materials, down to the docks, to Brooks Handley. Van is loaded up and he revisits Sligo that he had enjoyed so much at the FLA. Back home on the N17, and he can't resist playing the Saw Doctors, N17 on the way home, stone walls and the grass is green. He follows this with a cover by the wonderful Tulu Mackay and the RTE Orchestra playing slowly. I didn't see much future when I left the Christian Brothers School. Sweeping slopes of Ben Bulban in his rearview mirror as he passes Knocknaray, the burial place of Queen Maeve. And soon he sees Knocknashi ahead. Time to leave the N17. Looks for the sign for the soaring eagles. His turn is just ahead. Turn off for Shaftpool. He hasn't fully unpacked when he gets an urgent request from Dervish flute player Liam Kelly. Liam's about to record a CD of that giant of flute playing John McKenna in McKenna's house in tents, Tarman, from Kierden, on one of McKenna's flutes. But at the last minute, the famed flute needs attention. So they turn to the new boy in his new workshop. But gladly he obliges as he nervously mends the famous flute. Oh, it's a success. 
relieved, pleased and reputation affirmed. His own schedule of flute making will be regularly interrupted by crises like this and he willingly obliges. He enjoys the newly launched album At Home with McKenna. Friends arrived with cake. They heard the singing kettle, they said, and they brought cake and currenty buns to go with the tea. Tea, chat and tunes for the evening. One reflects on his own musical influences, both his aunt and uncle played, and he has been playing since he was 10 or so. Some tunes remind them of their evenings and late nights in the Roshindu in Gurchin. Tuning and retuning before named tunes are introduced. Unnamed tunes are just played. One of the club has also settled in Tubbercurry and uh, he too was from uh, the Midlands. He's a portraitist. The cattle in the nearby field are foddered. Some lovely new houses are being built within a mile or so. His companions tell him who's building and what lovely new neighbours he'll have. No sign yet of anyone buying any of the old empty houses, which are sadly such a depressing constant future in rural west of Ireland. Nearby, the market town of Tubbercurry seems to be busy. Well, it's sort of, it's relative, it's not like Euston busy. Shops and pubs, pubs galore, some are well frequented by the Mad for a Tune Brigade. He's invited to sessions. His arrival is well semaphored. His face is familiar as a regular attendee at the supper schools. Before they tune up, sessions never have a precise curtain-up opening time. The chat turns to Birmingham. Someone wonders if there are still sessions in Hansworth and Aston. And then he's teased about the villa's likely fortunes with the departure of their gifted talisman, Jack Grealish. Another chap chips in that Jack's earlier apprenticeship as a Gaelic football player got him used to the physical side of football. After this detour of Birmingham pubs, they tune up. First tune is by a local Ballyfarnan man, Josie McDermott, called A Trip to Birmingham. After a few sets, a round of drinks arrive, and during this break, his flutes and whistles are admired. Easy to fill, sweet tone, holding the tone are common compliments. They're curious how he learned his trade, so he explains, as he does on his Facebook page, about retraining the courses and his mentor. Yeah, all agree he has a good trade. One of the regulars asks a star player from London to carry him as she joins him in a new set. He jokes, he doesn't have the wind anymore. His playing shows no sign of lack of wind, far from it. During these sets, he notices a young couple at a nearby table enjoying the session and looking carefully at their laptop, somehow linking the two. He feels they would like him to join them. He does. They have the page open at his Thompson flutes display. They're keen to know more. He's happy to answer. The first question is about the difference between wood and Delrin flutes. 
he freely explains about this synthetic material which is used in the car industry. It's hard to damage. When he demonstrates with tunes on both, they're hard put to tell the difference. They want to know about types of wood. Should they have boxwood or blackwood? After a chat, now others from the session have already joined in, it seemed it's just a question of personal choice. Finally, were the prices still as advertised on the Thompson Flute page? Yeah, they were pleasantly surprised at their affordability and just ordered. Few people are lucky enough to go to a session for a few tunes and come away with orders to make a few more flutes. Settling in is easier than he could have imagined. Tempo has changed now. Someone has called for a singer to oblige with a song. There has to be ritual coaxing. Silence as Nakhnashi is sung. Dear friends, we meet in love tonight on Columbus' western shore, 3,000 miles from Erin's Isle, that we might see no more. Change of topic completely as the next drink break comes and sandwiches are supplied. The recent government announcement about the creation of a greenway on the long-closed Western Railway divided opinion. Some saw it as an opportunity to bring walking and cycling tourists, like boats have, to the nearby Carrick and Shannon. Others wanted the Sligo to Galway railway line reopened, with Tubbercurry once again a significant station. One shared their childhood image of the train as her aunts left home to become novices in a Galway convent. Debate all in good humour and unresolved. So, nothing for it but more tunes. Before they finish and head for their respective townlands, they agree to meet at the next station. He tells them of his singing kettle and that they're welcome to visit his workshop. A session among the timbers and half-finished flutes is agreed. Home. Home to the quiet and the clear sky. Drunk with the awesome night sky. Ah, oh, he's left the city of a thousand trades for this land of a thousand tunes. He resolves to learn another one tomorrow. Sleep. Morning ablutions, and a hundred yards to his workshop, unlike the London commute of over a hundred miles each way. Door to door in a minute. No need for a timetable. No on time. Later, hard to say how long, time for tea. He takes a break. Silence, space, clean air, birds, smell of cow parsley and meadowsweet. On his way back to work, he thinks that he is very glad he has seized the day. Carpe diem. Phone poke and newawet, on will knappy no fum nis orjawet, nis eskalehusod, faker na phone in tokata gwin, on cho, egg daro, on von kliste is dani, gidi gohon la hai glina, august taskina.
ta rod egen go gachtene. Tanismo Olis Egg Daro Dakam.